It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome in, everybody, to another podcast, Future Brew, Michigan football and basketball recruiting. My name is Vaughn Lozon. We're bringing this to you from Maze and Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. Joining me today, as always, my co-host, my partner in crime, John Simmons. John, how are we doing today? Uh, I think my heart's still racing a little bit from Saturday, but at least I have <laughs> Two weeks now to calm down before the next game in Camp Randall. So exactly, there's there's yeah. no disappointing uh, no disappointing win, no letdown this week. We just get a nice relaxation Saturday, where we can just watch some college football and not care how Michigan looks or anything along those lines. So that right. that'll that that'll be a nice uh, nice change of pace for sure. But we are here with you on. September the 11th of 2019, and uh, we're just going to start the show off. We had quite a good amount of basketball and football recruiting visitors 
at this past weekend's game, and we'll we'll kind of break it down for you. We'll start with football, though, and the second half of this pod will be devoted solely to those basketball recruits. But let's start on the football side of things since it was at the football game. Right off the bat, the commits that are already on board, the guys that have already joined future classes here. Braden McGregor was the one guy from the 2020 class. Uh, defensive end from Port Huron, and then the few guys from the 2021 class as well, J.J. McCarthy and Giovanni Elahady. So uh, what do you think of these guys? Um, I mean, clearly these these guys are all four-star or higher ranks recruits, and it, it's certainly good to have these guys on campus with some of Michigan's top targets, especially in the 2021 20, class being uh, on campus as well, including – a guy that we've talked quite a bit about, Rocco Spindler. Yeah, there's definitely going to be more 2021 uh, class kids on the sidelines, I think, this season with 2020 already being basically full up. Um, but, yeah, the Brady McGregor has said that he wants to be at every home game. He's, like, arguing with his mom about if he can miss his high school's homecoming to go to a game later in the season. So he definitely – is all in on Michigan and has uh, taken on some of that mantle that Andre Seldon's held um, as one of the biggest peer recruiters in the class. Um, I didn't see if Seldon was there or not, but he's usually at every recruiting event and opportunity um, there is to visit as well. So yeah, it's awesome that Michigan already has two good guys in the 2021 class as well. And McCarthy and El Hadi who are really dedicated to getting to Michigan as often as they can. And, uh, you know, trying to bring some new guys on board with them. I know Rocco and uh, J.J. McCarthy have a good relationship. Um, so it's good to keep building on that as the season goes on. Yeah, most definitely. And it, it, it never hurts to get vocal guys from your recruiting classes on campus, especially when these big-time guys are visiting. And Rocco Spindler, he's, like you said, he, he's he's in the backyard. He's up for grabs. He's pretty much Michigan's if if they really want him, and and they do really want him. They've they they've made a very good effort of recruiting him and making sure that he stays in state and goes to Michigan. So um, that that remains to be seen whether he'll do that yet or not. But I I think as things stand right now, it, it it's looking pretty good. Spindler has already said that he's looking to visit multiple times this season as well, like. Yeah. Braden McGregor, like an Andre Selden. So it seems like he could be one of these other guys as well in the 2021 class that when he jumps on board, he's another guy that could recruit for Michigan as well, like some of those other guys. Right. He kind of reminds me of Braden McGregor in this class in the sense that he's a huge, you know, top 100 or near top 100 guy in the in Michigan's backyard who plays uh, on the – on the defense or offensive line who will flirt a little bit with the Southern schools. I know he wants to take trips down South to, I think it was like Florida or LSU or someone. Um, but I think eventually he'll end up to, at Michigan. Um, and all these visits that he's taken so far certainly indicate that Michigan seems to be the leader. And once they get him in the fold, I think he'll definitely be one of the biggest uh, peer recruiters in the class. I would imagine. So especially important, um, for Rocco to 
to jump on board and, and potentially be that next guy that, that recruits for Michigan is just in state. And we've talked in state quite a bit, but there are nine four stars in the state of Michigan in the 2021 class. And, and they're going after some of these other guys that aren't four stars as well, which could move up to four stars at, at some point on Andrell Anthony wide receiver from East Lansing, who we've talked about on the podcast in the past. They're going after him. Caleb Tiernan, another guy who visited this past weekend, three-star offensive lineman. He he kind of is is in that same mold of of Ryan Hayes, who would probably need a year or two to develop, but could project to that left tackle position. They're recruiting him, and he's already got an offer from Michigan as well. So the the in-state recruiting, it, it would be important to get more guys like Spindler on board to to get some of these these other in-state guys reeled in, but uh, kind of transitioning to uh, Caleb Tiernan. He, he's a guy that, that visited, like I said, this weekend as well. And I, I got the chance to catch up with him very briefly. And, and he said that you know, it was his first visit to the big house actually, uh, which is kind of surprising for an in-state kid. You think that he'd get to Michigan stadium at some point, but kind of reminds you that these kids are, they they got busy lives. They got stuff to do. And sometimes it's not always about getting to Michigan football games, but he, he said that he loved the atmosphere of, of Ann Arbor. It was good to get to talk with the coaches again. And he, he, he probably will uh, come to another game sometime in the near future. Um, So uh, like I said, these in-state ones, it's, it's going to be important. Um, So uh, what do you think of, of Caleb Tiernan thus far in the recruiting cycle, John? Yeah, I think he's a good developmental prospect. He's like 6'7", 265 right now, which is a good frame to pack some weight on in the college program, and uh, it's kind of an ideal left tackle size. Um, I wonder if they're kind of holding off on Tiernan right now, though, just because they have so many other prospects that are highly ranked right now across the country even. Um, you know, guys like Spindler and Garrett Dellinger, even in the state, um, who kind of have more of that pedigree. Um, people like Landon Tangwell from Maryland or Nolan Rucci from Pennsylvania. Um, so I wonder if they're kind of holding back and kind and uh, see having Tiernan waited out a little bit to see how these other guys play out because he seems like certainly someone who can who's going to be willing to join the fold whenever he gets the green light too. Yeah, most definitely. It, you know, these not not every in-state kid, even the four stars, not not every four-star in-state kid gets an offer from Michigan, and we've seen that as recently as the 2020 class. It, it definitely happens. So to to be a little lower ranked, but to still have that offer from Michigan, probably pretty enticing for Caleb, uh, especially given. You know, the other offers that he has definitely aren't as glamorous as U of M. He's got. Western Michigan, Central Michigan, Indiana, Iowa State, and Toledo. Those are the ones that are publicly announced. But you would imagine that, he, you know, like you said, he, he probably would jump on board at any given notice. But it, it'll be interesting to see um, you know, how, how they go with offensive linemen recruiting in this 2021 class, given all of the success that they've had in the last couple of years, especially. But yeah. another – obviously see something in him um, to offer him below those other guys. But I think one of the interesting tackle dominoes still yet to fall in 
2020 showed up on campus uh, this weekend and Miles Hinton, the four-star uh, younger brother of defensive tackle Chris Hinton, who it was reported that he would be on campus at least a couple times this uh, season to watch his um, older brother in the maize and blue. And so it's been kind of hard to tell how much of it is he's just here to support his brother versus he's still, you know, thinking about uh, flipping to Michigan because he's obviously still been committed to Stanford for a while. But I don't know, Stanford doesn't look too hot. They just got crushed by USC in week two. Not to say that Michigan had such a great performance this week, but I think if Stanford kind of continues a little bit of a downward decline, it'll kind of open the door a little bit more for uh, Michigan to stick their foot in. It, it very well could. He, like you said, he has been committed to Stanford for a while, since January 9th of this year. So it's it's been eight months going strong for Miles Hinton and Stanford. And I, you think that he comes to campus to watch his brother play. You think that he would have seen his brother on the field by now. I don't think we've seen Chris line up on defense whatsoever, have we? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Um, We've gotten in a little bit in uh, garbage time against Middle Tennessee, but yeah, I'm not sure. So that that's certainly interesting to watch to to monitor. He'll probably be on campus another couple times. I don't think there's really. I mean, there's always a shot. There's always a percentage chance that he does flip his commitment from Stanford to Michigan. But at this moment in time. I, I don't think it's very likely. Well, what do you think the likelihood of it is? I think it's low as well. The the Hintons are kind of a special breed, especially yeah. down in Georgia. Their father, former NFL player Chris Hinton, um, really, really heavily um, emphasizes academics. He went to Northwestern. I think he flat out said that his kids weren't going to the SEC because they don't value academics. And so by sending his kids to Michigan and Stanford – He's clearly looking for a good education, and I think they do are ones to stick to their commitments. Uh, Chris Hinton committed even earlier in his cycle than Miles did. I think he committed in like August of 2018, um, and he stuck through everything through a year and a half, basically until December. So it's definitely going to be a tough pull, but I think it's Michigan has a good built-in advantage with Miles because Chris is on campus. And it'll be an excuse to get him on campus because otherwise I don't think he'd be making these visits. But like I said, I think the best chance is if Stanford has a six, seven win season and doesn't really do too hot. And Miles still wants to play good football in college and uh, ends up. Flipping yeah, I, I would say if it's not Stanford, it, it would be Michigan. It, it, it would be one of those two for sure. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what it's always been down to is these two schools. Um and like you said, the the Hintons are a special breed. They they do value their academics, and 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 Chris was committed for a very very long time. So to to see that commitment stick through and never see any waivers or ripples or anything along those lines was was good to see if you're a Michigan fan. But but not so good in this cycle if you're a Michigan fan as well. On the flip side, right? Help us then, but now it's uh... yeah. So but also on campus was Rodney McGraw, a a defensive end in the 2021 class. And I actually got to speak with him, and I I wrote up an article on maizeandbrew.com that you can read right now. He he earned his Michigan offer while on campus this weekend, and it it didn't take very long for him to get that offer. He 
it was Saturday. He he announced it on Twitter Saturday around 1030 in the morning, probably right when he was eating breakfast with Coach Harbaugh and the rest of those guys. Uh, like I said, four-star. He's a defensive end. He's from Elkhart, Indiana. Uh, the recruitment process has been a little slow. He's he's starting to build up some good offers right now. He's got Michigan now. He's got Purdue, Penn State, Indiana. He, he's got a few MAC schools in there as well as uh, Boston College. But but the, it seems like the interest is starting to build here uh, in, in regards of Michigan uh, being interested in Rodney. What do you think of this recruitment? And do you think that Michigan will actually be a factor for uh, Rodney McGraw when when the time comes for him to make a commitment? Yeah, he's a name that I hadn't really heard of um, before this weekend when he said he'd be making his visit. Um, I think obviously the staff had plans to offer him whenever he got on campus, so they see something in him. He's got another good frame, uh, 6'6", 230. Um, he's, so he's very long and lean on the defensive line, and you watch his highlight tape. He's definitely got some technique issues. He plays pretty high, being that tall, um, that he's got to iron out, but he can just blow by the tackles in his high school, and he's usually right in the backfield in the blink of an eye. So I think he's definitely got the physical athletic traits. Um, he just needs to kind of get you know refined a little bit more with some uh, college coaching. So we'll see if he can develop that in his last two seasons of uh high school but if he does then he can he definitely has the potential to be a great player um obviously i think mcgraw has a good shot with michigan he got a couple crystal balls already as soon as he got the offer from uh steve wiltfong the 24 7 director recruiter so i think he's definitely michigan's put themselves in a good shot to land him and if you look at his yeah, most list, definitely michigan's probably the best offer he's got up to this point uh, Penn State's a good offer too, but 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 at this moment in time, it seems like like mm-hmm. Michigan is going to be more of a factor in his recruitment than Penn State will. Um, you know, I I because I asked him what who, what other schools he was interested in besides Michigan. He said Wisconsin and Ohio State, and then and then he said, oh yeah, Penn State too. You know, kind of left out Penn State right at the end there. But uh, but yeah, he he's going to be taking a few other trips. Uh, uh, the most upcoming one is to Wisconsin next Saturday when the Badgers take on Michigan. So that'll be another feather in Michigan's cap if they're able to pull out a big win against a ranked team on the road. Really good Wisconsin team so far this season. So if they're able to to pick up a win, get Rodney more interested, uh, that, that would certainly bode well for them. And then he also plans on taking trip to Ohio State as well uh, on October 5th when they play Michigan State. And he doesn't have an offer yet from Ohio State. So we'll, we'll see how the Buckeyes factor into this recruitment if they so happen to put their, uh, put, put, get themselves into the race, so to speak. But no, everything's looking good for Michigan, for Rodney so far. Um, like I said, very early in the recruiting process. But... Yeah, we'll, we'll see if Wisconsin gives him that offer next week like Michigan did this week. I think it's certainly a possibility because I think on his profile, they've been – they're listed as showing yep, exactly. Interest, so I mean, it's very possible that yet. that happens. I, I would not be surprised at all given that Michigan just did it this past weekend. And, you know, if, if, if they really want to get themselves into the race, they would probably be mm-hmm. wise and, and offer him up. So, But uh, one other, one other uh, 
player that hadn't been talked about until just this past weekend when he visited was a, a much higher prospect. Four-star, uh, number 42 overall, Brandon Jennings. He's a big linebacker from Jacksonville, 6'3", 220. He's got one crystal ball to Florida State right now, but it seems like his recruitment's pretty open. But he's got some big-time offers, and Michigan was good to get him on campus this past weekend. Yeah, definitely. He kind of came out of nowhere as well. He's the number one inside linebacker in the country for his class right now. And at that size, it kind of tells me he's more of like a throwback, uh, more of a thumper than a Devin Bush type, Josh Ross, who will go sideline to sideline. But clearly he's talented. He's got offers from basically everyone, Florida State, Miami, Clemson, Ohio State. Um, Like you said, he's got that one Seminole crystal ball. We'll see if that's more of a location factor. Um, because he's in from Jacksonville. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely big news for Michigan to get a guy up from Florida who hasn't really been talked about much um, for an unofficial visit his junior year. Um, it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here. Um, if they, if the staff, you know, piqued Jennings interest enough to get some more return visits in the future. But right now I think it's kind of more in a holding pattern given he's a national guy from Florida um, usually Michigan needs kind of a, a relate an existing relationship, whether it be like a relative who went to Michigan or a school that they've gotten recruits from before to pull one of these big guys from the South. So we'll see. Yeah, it'll be a tough pull. And it, it's kind of funny that the, the one Florida State crystal ball was from Steve Lorenz of the Michigan Insider. He actually put that in. Uh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah I, I, I just saw that. It uh it says that he he predicted it on May 21st of 2018, so I guess it's been quite a while since that crystal ball's been in. But no, Florida State will definitely be a, a big time factor, just given the proximity effect for Brandon. Uh, Miami will probably be another school that he considers. Probably all those big time SEC and Southern ACC schools as well, like Clemson. Those will probably play into a factor at some point. I haven't been able to get a hold of Brandon actually. So I'm not really sure where his head's at after the Michigan visit. So we'll just have to see if uh, any news comes out in the coming week or weeks on if Michigan was able to make a move here. And if you're a Michigan fan, you'd hope so, because you would definitely want the number one inside linebacker in the country to uh, commit to your program. But was there anyone else that you wanted to talk about on the football side of things? There, there weren't really many other guys from yeah. 20 or 21. If you want to go a little bit more into the future, 2022, yeah. they got another visit from uh, Nico Martial, I think is how you say it, the quarterback from uh, Colorado. He's in the top 100 already in tw- in 24-7's early, early uh, 2022 rankings. But they've obviously had success with the quarterback from Colorado with the, Dylan McCaffrey. Um, and he's been on campus a bunch already for a sophomore. He was at the barbecue at the big house, I believe. And I think it was here uh, in Ann Arbor during uh, June. Uh, he, after his visit, he got a couple of crystal balls as well from Steve Waltfong and Steve Lorenz. So he's definitely has his interest peaked. Um, he said that his top Michigan was up there in his top three with Washington state and Colorado right now, um, which certainly bodes well for Michigan's chances. And he said he's looking to make a commitment. Was planning on making a commitment after his sophomore season, which would be around December. But 
we'll see about that. I um, Sometimes I kind of wish early guys wouldn't commit so early because it usually means that he's more likely not to end up in the class than he is. But quarterbacks are a little bit of a different breed because they have to commit so early to fill up the one spot that teams usually give for their classes. Yeah, I, you're not seeing too many classes nowadays where you have more than one quarterback. And if it is more than one quarterback, you got one big-time guy and then one walk-on. So it, it, it ain't going to get to the point where you take in a guy like Nico and then take in another high four-star or even a five-star. You see it with 2021, J.J. McCarthy. He's probably going to be the only quarterback you get. And it's it, it's it's nice oh, yeah. that you got him committed so early. Um, it, it, especially a guy like him. He, he doesn't seem like he would waver at all. Obviously, I don't know the situation with Nico. I mean, he seems he, he seems pretty locked into Michigan at this point. He's he's taken multiple mm-hmm. visits. He he seems to talk highly of of the program, but he he there is some competition there for Michigan. So, and he's in the class of twenty twenty two. He he's got a long time before he puts his name on the on the dotted line. Um, so I thought it was interesting that one of the other twenty twenty two visitors this week was Caden Saunders. He's from Westerville, Ohio. He's five ten, one fifty five. He's going to be more of like a slot receiver, offensive athlete guy, but he actually knew Martial because they played in a a baseball tournament together. So it's kind of interesting that a kid from Colorado and a kid from Ohio already had that relationship. Um, and I think it can, can kind of help just a little bit with uh, both of them because Saunders looks to be another big-time recruit. He's got offers from uh, Nebraska, Penn State, Michigan State, uh, West Virginia already as a right. sophomore. So. I think he'll be a good one too. Yeah, probably. And at five ten, one fifty five, yeah, you would probably imagine that he would he would stick in the slot unless he hits a huge growth spurt in the next year or two, mm-hmm. which is definitely possible. I mean, that yeah. that happens, but but yeah, he 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 seems to be another potential future big time four star potential kind of guy. So well, it, it's interesting to 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 look really far ahead into twenty twenty two, but. Uh, I mean, getting yeah. getting these guys on campus is important too. Laying down the groundwork and the foundation for for these future future classes. Uh, you, you're already seeing it really early with the 2022 class and the 2021 class. You've got a couple commits already, but it, it's important to get these guys interested early on. So, you know, when when they do hit the big time status and and these recruiting services start ranking them as five stars or four stars, you don't want to be the only school left out. So right. And yeah, Michigan's already in on a couple, just on the very the first rankings for the class. So we'll see a little bit in the future how it goes, but they're already setting themselves up. Definitely. So, all right, well, we'll take a quick break here and we'll come back and we'll talk some Michigan basketball recruiting because there were a few big time guys on campus this weekend for the basketball side of things. So stick around and we'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist. And if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. And we are back with more Michigan recruiting. We're going to talk about basketball now. There were a few big-time basketball recruits on campus this past weekend for Michigan basketball. Interesting that you get so many five-stars and high four-stars up on uh, up on campus just a couple weeks into the football season. But it is important to get these guys up early as well just because you got a new coaching staff. The early signing period is, is right around the block. It's coming up here in a couple months. You want to get these guys interested, and if they're able to commit, maybe get them to sign early. But let's talk about these guys that were on campus this past weekend for Michigan basketball. A couple real big-time prospects. Let's start with the obvious one, John, five-star guard, Namari Burnett. Let's talk about him real quick. Obviously, Coach Howard has known him and his family for quite a while. He's from Chicago. He now plays in California. What do you think the chances are of, of him becoming a Wolverine? It seems like it's pretty high and probably the highest for a five-star at this point. Yeah, I think so, too. I think the visit went really well. They Apparently, the staff answered all of Burnett's questions that they needed to be answered. Um, he actually dropped Louisville from his top five list following the visit, um, which is good because he was on a stretch of uh, – making official visits to all of his contenders right now. But next weekend, um, he canceled his visit for Louisville. So I think that's a good sign, uh, given their recruiting history. Um, I know that Chris Beard is doing an in-home this week with him from Texas Tech. I think right now they're the the main contender for Michigan here. Um, He's already taken his official down there to Lubbock. so he still has his officials to Alabama and Oregon, and Michigan will have to weather those. But I think right now they've definitely put themselves in the best spot. It definitely seems that way. Just the it's so important to get that relationship early, and it's kind of nice that that Howard has known him since he was pretty much in diapers, and uh, to get him on campus, to get him interested, and to drop Louisville, like you said, from from his potential visiting list, and pretty much from contention in general um is pretty good for for Michigan basketball yeah Texas Tech will probably be a huge factor Alabama seems to be a huge factor and so does Oregon as well so it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out but to get him on campus and check off all the questions that he had as far as you know fit goes with with the coaches with the with the current commit and Zeb Jackson I I don't think he was there this past weekend he was there last weekend but but 
to get that fit with, with and with the current players as well. Definitely important to mesh with those guys too. It seems like he probably had as good of a visit reportedly as it could have went. So it's definitely good, especially just because you want to get these guys interested and signed as soon as possible. This is going to be Juwan Howard's first class filling out for, for the Michigan Wolverines. I know that he, he kind of had to finish the, the 2019 class that Beeline left behind. But this 2020 class, it's it's kind of like Harbaugh's 2016 class in a sense where you, you've got to perform big time here. You, it's, you're going to have the full cycle to recruit your guys. It's going to be really important to get these guys in interested early, especially if Howard really wants to go the way that he wants to go, uh, seemingly, with, with all these high four stars and five stars. Not Definitely not in the sense that Beeline used to recruit where – he would bring in these three-star, four-star guys and develop them and keep them around for a while. And, and if Namari comes to Ann Arbor, I, I don't think he would be around for three or four years like like a Muhammad Ali Abdul Rockman would be. Yeah, and I think Landing Burnett would be a big stepping stone in um, how Howard's class eventually uh, finishes. I think the po- a point guard can kind of uh, be like a quarterback in football where other highly touted guys want to play with an elite point guard. So landing someone who um, is ranked super highly at his position like Burnett is as the uh, number five combo guard in the country, I think it'll be a good start to uh, the 2020 class. Most certainly. And uh, it's it, it would be a very good start to the 2020 class, considering that, that you're going to need some of these guys because there's going to be some attrition after this upcoming season. Teske's going to mm-hmm. be gone. Xavier Simpson's going to be gone. And you never know. I mean, kids leave all early all the time, and with transfers and things like that. I mean, you're you're gonna need some guys to fill out this 2020 class, and Burnett would probably be the best player possible to fill that class out to join Zeb Jackson. But there is also one other visitor, John Lance Ware, fringe five star. He's he's number 32 nationally on the composite there. Most recent crystal ball was placed for Michigan. He's a six foot nine inch power forward. He's from New Jersey. Hopefully, bring in some of uh, the good New Jersey recruiting vibes that Jim Harbaugh seems to have uh, with uh, some of the assistant coaches on his staff. It, it seems like it's going to be down to Michigan and Kentucky at this point, John. It, it's, it really seems like the final two have really been named. There are a few other schools that that he's shown interest in like Ohio state, Miami, for example, but this really seems like a wildcat versus Wolverine recruiting battle at this moment in time. Yeah. There hasn't been too much news about where's visit falling um, this weekend, but yeah, like you said, it looks like Kentucky or Michigan, which is a daunting battle for Michigan to win. Um, But we'll see Kentucky also they're recruiting, even though, Where's ranked the number 32 player in the country. They probably do have a power forward on their board higher, um, just considering how well they recruit. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll have to see how the dominoes fall out. Um, like you said, Michigan was the latest crystal ball pick. Most of the Kentucky ones have were a while ago, so maybe things have changed. I'm not really up to date on how their classes uh coming together. So I think uh, Michigan is doing well just to stay in it. Um, yeah, like I said, there hasn't been too much news. A lot of these top um, basketball guys have been hard to track down. Yeah. Um, so 
we'll have to see. Um, a lot of times I'll just drop a new top list or something like that, their visit plans, and then you'll have to kind of dissect what they're thinking from that. Um, but I do want to say that I, speaking of not mentioning much that, uh, the one guy I did forget to mention who on the visitors list I put together last Friday that was on official visit is Hunter Dickinson, the seven, two center from DeMath Catholic in, uh, Washington, DC. He was also on his official visit this weekend. Um, he has, he's favoring Notre Dame right now. He's got the two crystal balls are in for them. He's ranked right behind Lance Ware in the class. Um, he's also looking at schools like Louisville and Purdue. Um, but I think Michigan has a good shot here. It's going to be tough. I think overcoming the kind of Catholic school pipeline that Notre Dame can have sometimes, um, when you recruit kids from these elite uh, private schools, but we'll see how that goes. Um, I think he'll be a good guy showing him how Teske has, uh, developed at Michigan who has kind of the same body build will be uh, a big, easy uh, way for John Howard to make an impression on him. Yeah. He's a, he's a big boy too. Kind of in that John Teske mold seven two two fifty five. Obviously he's got a long ways to go to fill out his frame, but you could definitely see the potential there. It, it seems like at this point for Michigan, they're really looking for some big bodied guys in this 2020 class. And it'll probably be either Dickinson mm-hmm or Walker Kessler, the five-star from Georgia, who also visited last weekend, uh, I believe. And I think right. Jawan Howard actually went and visited him this week. I, I, I believe Monday yeah. was uh, the day that he visited with Walker Kessler at his home. So you, you can see that they're really going for one big guy. They, they know that they're going to need to fill that spot with John Teske leaving. And you're, you're going to need at least one, if not more, big big guys. But uh, it, it'll be interesting right. to see how this class all plays out. With it, it, it's certainly an interesting sight to see all these. You, you look at you look at the the, the prospects list on twenty four seven sports website, and I mean it's pretty much all four stars and five stars. Uh, I don't I don't I don't think I see yeah, a three star in sight at this moment, other than Jace Howard. I think. Yeah, that'll he visited last week. I think yeah. unofficial. Um, he'll probably join the class. But yeah, given Howard's track record with big men in the NBA and him being one himself, you'll definitely see some tall guys flocking to Ann Arbor who want to yep. play the position. And I think get, going down to see Kessler is a big deal because he took an official to Duke this weekend. So Howard getting there down there on Monday to visit kind of will help cut them off at the pass, if you will, mm-hmm. and uh, get Michigan back in his head. Um, but there's also some news with uh, another visitor from last week, yeah. Jaden Springer, who um, officially visited, but he was had a top four of UNC, Tennessee, Memphis, and Michigan, but he just dropped UNC from his list. Um, that has caused a bunch of crystal balls to go to Tennessee now. So we'll see if that's more because the perceived favorite has um, gone away because he's originally from Charlotte. So we'll see if that's because, yeah, the – UNC is done or because Tennessee actually made a move in his recruitment. So either way, I think Michigan shot got slightly Well, and here's better. some more news on Jaden Springer and actually another guy, uh, five, uh, four, well, depending on where you look at it, four or five-star center Mark Williams. Jake Weingarten from Stock Risers reported on Twitter about an hour ago from the timing of our taping of this is that Jawan Howard is mm-hmm. currently visiting IMG Academy 
meeting and watching five stars, Jane Springer and Mark Williams. So it's good to see that Howard not only visited with, with five-star center Walker Kessler yesterday in Georgia, but he just decided to stay on the recruiting trail for a day and, and go watch Jaden Springer and then Mark Williams, who is another big-time center, four-star guy, seven feet tall. He's from Norfolk, Virginia, and there's some big-time uh, uh, suitors in there as well with Duke, Stanford, UCLA, Ohio State as well. So it'll certainly be interesting to see how, how these recruitments play out. It, it's, it's an interesting time for Michigan basketball in general. To see these five stars and, and Jaden yeah. Springer, uh, like you said, it seems like it's Tennessee bound at this point. But if Juwan Howard keeps swooping in and talking to him and visiting him and just keeping Michigan alive, that's certainly good to see if you're a Wolverine fan. Yeah, it's awesome to see him active on the trail, going to see all these guys. Because I think seeing him, in, I don't know what the contact rules are, but seeing talking with Howard in person, as much as possible will be awesome given his passion for Michigan. And I think he has a really good, um, easy personality that will help attract these kids. Um, one other visitor this weekend that was an unofficial that I just want to talk about is Emily Bates, the 2022 yeah. Uber prospect from Ypsilanti. He's been called the you know best freshman since LeBron and everything. So the odds that he even goes to college are slim given that the one and done rule is set to expire. Um, I think next year, by the time he is graduating, but I think still think it's interesting that they even have gotten him on campus a couple times. Um, and if something ever happens with the rules, you know those uh, bylaws change a lot with NCAA and the NBA. So if something were to happen and he ends up wanting to go to college, I think it's smart that Howard's putting them in position to uh, get land Bates even for the year that he'd be there, given that he's. Yeah, you know, I I would actually kind of find it more interesting if he didn't visit, simply just because he's from Ypsilanti. It's it's within five minutes of Ann Arbor and Michigan, Michigan's campus. So to get him on mm -hmm. campus, not very surprising to me. Kind of, kind of like in the same vein of Justin Rogers on the football recruiting side, just because he's an in-state kid, getting him on campus shouldn't be too challenging, especially if they're just looking to have some fun, have a good time and, and kind of just hang out for, for a day, which I, I think in this point probably Bates is doing. Mm -hmm. um, I can't imagine him going to college, especially with the one and done rule uh, expiring. Right. I, I would imagine he'd probably just do what Kobe did, do what LeBron did and just go right to the NBA. He's a very talented prospect so he, he would probably be a top three guy taken overall if not the number one guy so yeah it, it does make me wonder if he would even be on yeah. campus if Beeline was still coaching though I think Howard has shown that he's willing to cater to these top guys so I think it's maybe more of an indicator of the recruiting philosophy change than any chance with Bates yeah no I most certainly agree John so let, let me end it with this. I, I'll, I'll ask you a quick question. How many five stars do you think Juwan Howard gets in this five. class? I'm going to go with two. I think they get uh, Burnett and Kessler. That's my prediction right now. Burnett and Kessler? Yep. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking that they're going to get one. Mm -hmm. I don't know which one of those two guys, but I, I think it definitely will be one yeah. of them. I, 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 at this point in time, I, I can't really give you a, a solid prediction of who it will be, but maybe in the next coming weeks or so, 
I'll be able to answer that question a little better for right. you. But is there is, any other guys that you want to talk about real quick before we wrap uh, up? No, I think that covered it all. There's you know good crap yeah. on the weekend, uh, even for this non-conference game again. So I think it'll only get better once the big you know the Big Ten schedule starts and Notre Dame game comes around. So it's only starting a good uh, recruiting season if Michigan can clean things up on the field. Yep, if they can clean things up on the field. You would hope if you're a Michigan fan that they're able to. It's It's been a sloppy go so far, but we'll see if and when that happens. But All right, well, we're going to wrap up here. We appreciate you guys listening again to another episode of Future Brew. My name is Vaughn Lozon. You can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. John, where can they follow you? At, at? Simmons underscore John. And be sure to give us a follow on Maize and Brew at Maize and Brew. Like us on Facebook and Instagram. We got all of the latest news and stories posted to, the, to those handles as well. That's going to do it for us today. Also, remember, please subscribe and leave a five-star like Daxton Hill review for all of our shows, content. Search for a podcast on Maize and Brew Podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow with another brand new episode of Out of the Blue. They're going to probably just recap the Army game a little bit and go into the bye week with hopefully some positive thoughts there. So I'll be listening to Jared and Andrew. We can't wait to, to hear that show. But for now, for Future Brew, we will be back next week with a brand new recruiting episode. Probably we'll be a bit slower on the recruiting trail this week. So bear with us. We'll try and get some news for you. But until then. I am Vaughn. He is John. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.